Welcome to Eat Drink Social. My name is Michael Moeller, and throughout this podcast series, you'll be hearing from myself, Casey Liston, and Courtney Sandora. We're a team over at Go Social, a PR and social media marketing firm with presence in both Louisville and Denver. We'll be discussing social media trends and influencer best practices in the food and beverage landscape. If you have any questions or want to reach out, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or you can check us out on our website at www.goforthbesocial.com. So today, before we hear an interview with Heather Nielsen, aka at Louisville Sites and Bites on Instagram, uh, I wanted to just kind of preview that interview and talk about what you're going to hear later on regarding influencers and, and how they bridge that gap between hobby and something that they can actually make some significant money behind. So Courtney, what, what do you think of that tipping point is? Yeah, I think that it obviously depends on you as a person. How much time do you want to devote in onto your account? How much energy? Because if you're doing it really, really well, I could see it being almost a full-time job. Um, one of the things that I think is interesting from a business perspective is you're seeing these studies come out and a third of businesses uh, surveyed now say that influencer marketing is a big part of their social strategy. So you're seeing businesses um, you know, really take it seriously. And I know as we, we've talked about, you're seeing people get paid more too, the influencers themselves. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm reading numbers right now that say, you know, certain industries are willing to pay up, upwards of $25,000 per post. Is that reasonable? Are there some industry instruments out there that can kind of guide a brand or an organization to say, yeah, that's actually, that's, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, obviously it depends on your budget, but one of the things that I've seen out there, there's there's different tools, um, but Meltwater, I just sat through a demo with them, and it was kind of interesting um, that they were taking the influencer's posts and then putting an ad equivalency to it. So they'll look at the reach of the in influencer and they'll tell you, if you were going to buy an ad on Instagram, this is how much it would have cost you. And I think that's interesting because that's always a missing piece when you're trying to sell in a new market marketing tactic uh, to your executive team is they're going to ask, well, how do I know if this is working? And while it doesn't say, you know, say, oh, this post caused this person to buy the product, it at least can tell you, you know, quantify the reach and the awareness. So the fact that these third party tools, software tools are coming out um, to solve these problems really makes me think that you know, this isn't something that's going away anytime soon. This really is going to be kind of the future of social marketing. And I'm sure something will follow after that. But in the meantime, I, th I only see this growing bigger. And Casey, what did you think about Heather? Yeah, I think it's a great account. Um, we just recently saw it. And I like how fun things to do around Louisville as well as cool places to eat. I'm thinking about just the authenticity of the following that she wants to create. And that's kind of a, a trend uh, among all of these influencers that we're seeing, that they want authentic community members being part of their account. Can you kind of speak on that, though, a little bit? Yeah, um, I think it's really important to kind of have this local persona about it because you want local people to follow and it brings more, more interest to the account. Whereas if you are just following a general food account, you may not be actually able to go and try that food. So I think being local and having local followers is important. And I also think that um, using first person in your copies, saying, I, I really like this, or we had a great time at this food event, um, it really helps create more of a connection with your followers. Yeah, uh, and I'm thinking about 
automation tools that people have, which might give your account a boost to an extent, but I also think it, it's a little inauthentic mm-hmm. uh, to have automation tools out there that they kind of just scour the the Instagram feeds for hashtags and automatically liking them, or maybe they automatically start following you. And they're not really members of the, the community that's really truly engaging with the content. But I don't know, I'm thinking about these people that have, you know, a, a, a couple million followers or something like that. And, and I just, I, I'm wondering how many of those are actually authentic, authentic, engaging human beings versus the people with, you know, the, the micro influencers out there. Yeah, so actually micro-influencers have a bigger impact these days than macro or celebrities. Micro-influencers with less than 1,000 followers have a like rate of 8%, and you see that influencers with more than 1 million followers have a 1% like rate. So people these days who are micro-influencers have better engagement. All right, here's Heather. Happy to be joined now by Heather Nielsen, a.k.a. at Louisville Sites and Bites on Instagram. Uh, Heather, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Uh, Before we kind of get into what you're doing with Louisville Sites and Bites, can you just kind of give us an overview on on who you are and and how did you get started with this? Yeah, absolutely. So actually, somewhat surprisingly, I am new to the Louisville area. I moved here about four months ago from Washington, D.C., originally from Mississippi. So um, just my job kind of brought me to this area, and I quickly found out how much Louisville is obsessed with the food industry Mm -hmm. and how there are so many wonderful options here. Um, Went to school for marketing and communications. I kind of work in the press field now. So kind of getting a hand on that and just was really interested in kind of maybe getting a blog of some sort going. Yeah, I noticed that your first post was like early May. It was very early yeah. on. Um, and, you, and you've seemed to have grown the account uh, at a pretty quick rate since then. So that's, that's, that's impressive. Just is there any, you know, secret to that? Well, it kind of just depends. Honestly, um, I get a lot of inspiration from different restaurants here. My boyfriend um, is very much a foodie as well, so we'll go to lots of different places. He likes to cook. I would love to say that I'm a great cook, but I am not. So um, it really just depends on kind of the season, I would say. So if we're at a farmer's market on a Saturday and there's like a lot of great food, I'll try to post something about that. I do a lot with my story on there. That seems to be something that um, a lot of people interact with. So, um, Growing my base has just been the hashtags, hashtags and fun content. I don't take it seriously. It's all it's all meant to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, as to your point about the Instagram stories, you know, sometimes I struggle with uh, what makes for a good post versus a good story. Do you kind of have a method for d- determining which one you might post where? It just depends. Um, if I I always like to post a location anytime I'm. I'm out and about or at a certain restaurant, I'll, I'll always check before I go to see if they have an Instagram and the type of content that was posted previous, previously at that location um, to kind of get a feel for how their food is displayed on a plate. Um, that honestly kind of, it helps me to know if it's not necessarily worth going because of course I'll always go and try to take a decent photo. Um, but that's kind of, that's how I handle it. Just, seen uh, 
the location, posting that on stories, giving the restaurants credit where credit is due, obviously. And I've gotten a lot of positive feedback from local industries here and restaurants from not only Louisville, but Kentucky in general that are very appreciative. Like, for example, Ripper House is one of my favorite restaurants in Louisville. And um, every time I go there, I try to I try to um, post a photo and they will always repost. So it's not only helpful for me, but it's also helpful for them. Sure. Um, speaking of, you know, different restaurants, what was the last one that you went to here in Louisville? Oh, God. Last one I went to. Honestly, I think Ripper House. No, okay. no, no. Last, last night I went to, no, not last night. Um, most recent was Naive. I went to River House and Naive last weekend. Okay, excellent. Um, so also, since you're kind of new to Louisville scene, this is something I like to ask people. But there, there's a lot of great things about Louisville that we all that we all love. But what mm-hmm. in the in the last four months have you noticed that you actually kind of are confused about or maybe dislike even? It's kind of hard to say. I really don't have anything that I dislike. I the quality of life here is incredible. Um, I, like I said, I'm from Mississippi, so traveling. I moved to Washington right out of school. Loved living in D.C., but D.C is a very fast pace and extremely expensive to live there. The quality of living here is incredible. The price, everything in Louisville is just great. The people are fabulous. I really don't have anything to complain about. That's that's <laughs> what that, <laughs> Yeah, that's what we like to hear, so that's that's actually okay with me. Um, so you, you're growing this account. Like I said, you kind of grew it pretty quickly. What are your ideal future plans for it? Just kind of continue what you're doing, or do you kind of have a vision of what you'd like to do in the future? It kind of changes every day, honestly. Um, it's I started it truthfully, kind of kind of a funny story. My boyfriend, I told him I kind of wanted to create a food account, and he kind of laughed at me and was like, "That is so silly. You've never really done anything like that. You really want to spend your time taking pictures of food?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, absolutely." So he kind of laughed about it. Didn't really think I could do it. So what I did is I did it. Didn't tell him I did it, and then people started reaching out. Um, kind of get wanting me to come try their food, certain restaurants, certain markets on the weekend. So finally, when I started um, really building my following, I finally told him about it, and he thought it was so funny. <laughs> so <laughs> I think um, I'd like to continue to grow it. Like I said, I don't take it seriously. It's all fun. Um, it's just a hobby. So I'd like to continue to grow the following. I'd like to obviously help promote local businesses. That's something that I think means a lot to me, and there's so many here in the local community that it just makes sense. So anything that I can do to help businesses here not only helps me, but helps them. Who should we be following right now on Instagram? Is there anybody out there that's influencing you? Oh, my goodness. There are so many great Louisville food accounts. Um, I actually follow a girl from Indianapolis, and she's great. I think it's, I think her account is Indie Food or Food Indie. She's great. Louisville Moms is good. I think... Uh, taste Louisville. I think that's one of them. Mm-hmm. There's just so many great accounts that you. Uh, I look to them all the time, but they're they're they have way more following, like a stronger following than I do. But they've been at it a lot longer. I think that they've kind of made theirs into a business. Mine, like I said, is just it's just meant to be fun. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, I see on your account that you do like to kind of um, categorize your Instagram stories, and that's mm-hmm. kind of just a recent somewhat recent trend that I've noticed in the last, you know, six-ish months. Um, right. Is, is that 
is that just a good rule of thumb for somebody starting off to, to just go ahead and do to, to save the Instagram stories and categorize them kind of like you did? Absolutely. I think that that is one of the best and most unique tools to Instagram. Um, I think I have like six or seven different categories on there. I, uh, I find it very helpful because if there's something that I'm making at home or there's a specific drink recipe, um, I recently did a, this is so basic, but I love making drinks, especially for the day in the summer. And I have a super easy, super fun, quick recipe. So I put that on there and I have an individual se- section on there called drinks and one called like home, home cooking how-tos or something like that. And I made sure to post it to each of those. So if people are looking for fun drink recipes or fun drinks in Louisville, I'll post it in the drink section. And if it's something that I'm making at home, drinks or or a meal, I'll post it in the home cooking. It's just a fun way, and it makes it easier for your following to go in and see, uh, see, see specifics if they remembered something from the past that they liked or wanted to decide. Excellent. Heather, thank you so much for, for coming on and kind of um, discussing what what you're doing on there and and we're kind of excited to see you grow it's going to be it's going to be fun well thank you so much michael and i appreciate it yeah thank you so much take care <laughs>